Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. So today, healing celiac disease. Uh, this is a major, major bowel disorder. And we're going to have this on tonight. Uh, censored portion, we're going to talk about certain things that you cannot uh, talk about, even though they cause uh, damage to the bowel and intestinal tract. Um, it, welcome to our censored world. So celiac disease. Okay, now everyone that's supporting Dr. BVIP, God bless you. Um, since they've demonetized, shadow banned, everything else, you guys, the drbvip.com people, it's two ninety-seven a month, 29 bucks a year. Um, thank you, thank you for your support. Uh, now also, we're going to be doing Extreme Health Academy. I think we're going to be on there either this week or the weekend following another webinar, which is going to be fantastic. You still can get on Extreme Health Academy. Bergman 14 will get you two weeks for no charge. And and it's just amazing. Uh, so when we look at your digestion system, okay, it's Crohn's isn't hereditary. We're going to go over that. It literally is a response by in the environment. Now, you have an automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's the sympathetic or fight or flight. The other part is the parasympathetic, resting, digesting, and repairing. So when you're in a stressed state, you have decreased nerve supply and blood supply to the gut. Um, just like if you look at a massive herd of wildebeest, okay, and one of them had um, celiac disease, would you think that maybe they ate something or maybe they're being poisoned or they're in some kind of stress? Of course you would. It's not a disease. It's a response to stress. Now, the Celiac Disease Foundation, let me just read this, quote, Celiac disease is an autoimmune disorder that can occur when genetically predisposed people um, where the ingestion of gluten leads to damage to the small intestine. Um, the immune system attacks the small intestine, end of quote. Now, that's the celiac foundation. So this is what people are walking around with, the idea. It affects about 1 in 100 people worldwide. Over 2.5 million Americans are undiagnosed. Now, celiac disease is in the small intestine. Ulcerative colitis is going to be in the colon. Uh, both have similar makeups. But what happens is you've got these, these, they're called cilia or folds of the intestinal tract. And if they start to flatten out or get damaged, um, the villi, the little hair cells, um, start to inflame. Okay, now, your gut is so important. It's called the enteric nervous system, and it's the second brain. It's called the gut brain or enteric brain. Now, um, any problem with the intestinal tract is going to affect behavior, it's going to affect brain, it's going to affect your absorption. It's huge. Now, one nerve to rule them all, vagus nerve, controls every, every motility, every function in there. And this is one of the cranial nerves. So if you've had a head trauma or neck trauma or whiplash trauma, you could have altered nerve supply to the gut. Now, 90% of this nerve is sensory. So think of that. When you're eating something, the nerve that controls all the motility, the movement, the excretion, the absorption, everything, that's only 10% of its function. 90% is going to be sensory or carrying information back up to the brain. 
Now, what are the most common symptoms? Um, and, and we're talking about in kids, and this is, again, criminal. Bloating, diarrhea, vomiting, um, irritability, behavior issues, attention deficit disorder, failure to thrive. Okay, what about in adults? Unexplained iron deficiency, fatigue, bone pain, osteoporosis, depression, and anxiety, skin rash, um, uh, numbness and tingling in the hands and feet, seizures, migraines, missed menstrual cycles, canker sores. And when we look at this, the long-term effects of celiac disease, you're looking at osteoporosis, infertility, um, pancreatic insufficiency, lymphomas, gallbladder malfunctions. So this is huge. Now, the Celiac Disease Foundation suggests a strict gluten-free diet. Uh, now, the problem, and these are people that have to avoid wheat, rye, barley, um, beer, and suggesting small amounts, like even crumbs from a cutting board or toaster can trigger small intestinal damage. Now, now, when you look at this, the pathophysiology, like where does celiac disease come from? Um, now, gluten contains certain proteins. Now, these peptides resist complete digestion. They pass along the intestinal um, epithelial barrier. And, what, and this is, I love this, this is out of clinical and experimental gastroenterology. Quote, it isn't completely understood how these peptides pass through the intestinal wall. However, it's thought to be increased intestinal permeability, leaky gut. The peptides stimulate intestinal CD4 and T cells, and the body recognizes these peptides as antigens and initiates immune system response. So let me repeat that in English. In English, um, you have a tube that goes from the mouth to the anus. If proteins that aren't tempered by digestion break through that wall and get into the bloodstream, the immune system recognizes proteins that are not tempered by digestion as dangerous, and it builds antibodies towards them. And that antibody response can negatively affect other healthy tissue. So we're talking... Um, the, the, uh, we're talking low-functioning thyroid, um, bone production, everything. Uh, so now here's the, they go on to state clinical experimental gastroenterology. Uh, what about genetics? Okay, um, and quote, the HLA-DQ2 and the HLA-DQ8 are found in virtually all patients with um, celiac disease. It's important to note that 30, uh, 35% of Caucasians carry these markers, but only 2 to 5% will develop celiac disease. Uh, even monozygotic zygotic twins, so twins born out of the same um, mom, same time, same, same area, um, suggest both genetic and environmental factors are required. And they know overall maybe 10% is genetic risk. Now, environmental factors, um, exposure to infants to dietary gluten, early infections with enteropathic viruses, and changes in bacterial gut flora. So they're saying that the gut flora or, or viruses or funguses attacking the intestinal tract are going to be the biggest contributing factors. Now, breastfeeding, it turns out that breastfeeding actually protects 
the intestinal tract from developing celiac disease. Now, this is huge because breastfeeding also helps the body um, uh, modulate its immune system, presses inflammatory T cells, that the, you get IgM from the mom. I mean, it helps the immune system. So breastfeeding is fantastically important for healthy digestion and immune system response. The problem is, what do we have now? Um, this is the, the, we have glyphosates that's found in Americans' urine, in drinking water. It's confirmed to the glyphosate levels in breast milk of American moms. So think of this. This is literally, glyphosate is the most popular herbicide and antibiotic sprayed on virtually every commercial crop that's genetically modified. Now, this is a huge problem because these um, crops, they even spray it on non-genetically modified grains in order to kill the grain so the grain can give up um, more of their, their product because grains only give up their seeds when they're starting to uh, break down. So um, anytime you're eating non-commercially produced um, bread, or any type of non-commercially or commercially produced bread or commercially produced grains, you can get this glyphosate in your system. Now, it's an antibiotic, so it destroys the gut flora of your intestinal tract. It can lead to increased intestinal permeability. It's also a cancer-causing agent. Now, infectious agents can, can predispose this. So um, people in, include adenovirus, uh, Giardia, okay, and this is in a lot of infectious when people are going camping, enterovirus, rotavirus. And I know what you're thinking, well, these viruses have been around thousands of years. Yeah, but we haven't been injecting them into people. So this is a whole different world. So let's look at this, because gluten sensitivities and gluten allergies has only been around the last 50, 60 years. Well, cultivation of wheat began about 8,000 um, years before Christ. So that's like 10,000 years ago. Um, harvesting used to involve reaping and threshing. And what that means is they would cut, and you're talking five to six foot tall plants. You'd cut it, you'd bind it up in the field, and then, the, then it would dry, ferment, and that would help break down some of the, the proteins in the wheat. And then you would thresh it, you would beat it to get the seed away from um, the, the shaft. And this has been going on for thousands and thousands, 10,000 years. And you get a healthy grain product. The problem is the stuff that we're eating now is a dwarf wheat that was modified back in the 70s. It's high yield. It's uh, not really wheat. Okay, it's a stocky little high-yield plant, distant relative of wheat, um, and it's light years removed from wheat of just 40, 50 years ago. Um, the problem, okay, uh, with harvesting from grains from, it's very costly to harvest. Wheat is grown in four stages. Now, weather changes, um, weather changes, funguses, insects, weeds, um, harvest time is the most stressful time of the year, and it's the most dangerous period of the year. Um, now, 
uh, at, through the journal Interdisciplinary Toxicology. Dr. Seneff, and this is, she is brilliant, quote, celiac disease is associated with imbalances in the gut bacteria that can be fully explained by the known effects of glyphosates on gut bacteria. Cytokine P450 enzymes are involved in detoxing environmental toxins, activating vitamin D3, um, breaking down vitamin A to maintain healthy bile production, sulfate supplies. So this is hugely important. The problem is that um, this, the genetically modified, okay, um, the glyphosates, it's literally, they have a warning um, from the U.S. Department of Agriculture that says that these things, um, pesticide-laden gluten, they study GMOs to gluten disorders, pesticide inside of gluten affects 18 million Americans. So there, the EPA is saying there's a problem. Now, glyphosates and glyphosate herbicides are endocrine disruptors. This alters female fertility. So we've heard that male fertility is, is getting down. Femur fertility is also having a huge problem. Now, uh, some of these, they're going to alter development of the female reproductive tract. And remember, this is a chemical found inside of breast milk. So our babies are going to exposed to this. Um, we know that it showed glyphosates, herbicides, have shown reproductive toxicology in animals. Um, and, and here's the, the quote. Although, and this is from Science Direct and Veterinary and Animal Science, Volume 10. Uh, quote, although glyphosate has been considered generally safe to animal health, recent studies have shown um, that glyphosates, glyphosate-based herbicides have potential to cause adverse effects in animal reproduction, including disruption of key regulatory enzymes, uh, androgen synthesis, so that's male hormones, uh, alterations in serum levels of estrogen and testosterone, and damage to reproductive tissue. Okay, think of this. This was from 2020. Okay, now, so the first step to heal your gut, number one, eliminate all GMO or glyphosate-contaminated foods. No packaged or processed foods. We've got to heal the gut. Um, no non-organic meat, because non-organic meat typically that's fed GMOs. And we know that a lot of the toxins that are in animals survive the cooking process and get into moms. Okay, and avoid food labels that say natural or all natural. You've got to get 100% organic. Now, the things that damage the gut flora is going to damage the intestinal tract. And this is going to be antibiotics, medications, processed foods, and something I can't talk about. Okay, it starts with a V. It's an injectable a medical intervention that can actually damage the gut flora. So the, in order to develop celiac disease, you have to have some kind of physical, chemical, emotional stress, and you have to damage the gut flora. Now, antibiotics kill your gut flora. And you have a competitive environment inside of the gut. Uh, if you wipe out one species of bacteria, yeast will take over. And they have these like little boring hole things called tendrils or hyphae. And these things bore holes in the intestinal tract. 
and that allows the undigested proteins to get into the system, and then that triggers the immune system response. Now, in the frontiers of pharmacology, there's a great article, The Keto Diet Has Treatment Program Paradigm for Diverse Neurologic Disorders. Um, now, ketogenic is pure, like the high, high, high fats. Now, they know that going keto um, has helped with a variety of neurologic disorders like epilepsy, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, sleep disorder, brain damage, cancer, autism, pain. Okay, now, um, this is linked to, to like energy dysregulation. And this means that your body can switch from a carbohydrate-based metabolism to a fat-based metabolism. So it's it's better source of energy. And now, they did a study out of the uh, nutritional neuroscience um, that gluten and casein-free diets in autism spectrum disorders, and these are kids that have horrible guts. I mean, every time we get somebody with, with the autistic diagnosis, their guts look like they were shot with a shotgun. Okay, big old huge black areas. And what they found is that gluten-free, casein-free diets, so no dairy, no, no wheat products, um, have a, a significant positive effect on autism. Now, um, so what can you do? You need to get healthy fats. Healthy fats are huge. And you're looking at um, organic butter, coconut butter, fish oil, flaxseed, ghee is also um, vital. Um, avoid toxic oils. And I'm talking that the clear oils on the shelf, like cottonseed oil, rape, uh, rapeseed or uh, canola oil hydrogenated oils, soy oils, um, corn oil, all of these things are completely toxic to your system. And so, so I mean, th just go back. If you have a herd of water buffalo and one of them has celiac disease, you're going to look at what they're eating. Now, um, the functions of your gut, and I want you to own this part. Um, your gut breaks down the the proteins to amino acids, fats to fatty acids, and carbohydrates to usable sugars. Your gut produces vitamins. Your gut absorbs minerals and eliminates toxins. Your gut can distinguish between pathogens and harmful antigens. It can keep harmful bacteria under control. It can aid in the production of antibodies to pathogens, provides support to your immune system or your response. So this is gut. This is why 90% of the vagus nerve, which governs um, control, um, absorption, excretion, everything, 90% of that nerve function is sensory. Because you need to have this, this is 80% of your immune system. So what can you do? Number one, optimize your gut flora. You've got to deal with the physical, chemical, emotional stress for sure. Because if you're in a, in a stress state, you're not going to be able to break down the nutrients. So um, the second step is going to be a healthy, organic um, diet. And this means... 
and I'm talking um, build gut flora, organic plant-based diet. And the reason plant-based diet, like locally grown seasonal foods, but, but plants, it's harder to break the amino acids from animal products. It's easier to break it from plants. And look at healthy fats, coconut oil, olive oil, fermented foods, probiotic and prebiotic supplements, uh, juice your veggies, blend your foods. So, so this, when you have an inflamed small intestinal tract, the juicing of the veggies, blending of the fruits that pre-digest it, and since they're plants, they have an antioxidant factor where when you have intestinal damage, you create this inflammatory response, and the antioxidants in juicing and blending actually really helps repair that tissue. Um, raw dairy has got healthy bacteria in it, even though you have to avoid um, gluten or casins. Um, I'd, I'd wait at least a month, month and a half before starting raw dairy, and then reduce omega-6s and increase omega-3s. So when you're looking at fermented foods, because we really got to build the gut flora, I mean, of course, you got kombucha and sauerkraut, but also certain pickles and miso, kimchi. Um, making your own fermented food is fantastically important. Now, probiotics and digestive disorders. Now, this was out of the Annals of New York Academy of Scientists. And, and the key, the, quote, Impairment of the intestinal barrier is a key event in various gastrointestinal disorders, such as inflammatory bowel disease, celiac, gastrointestinal infections, diarrhea, and critical illness. Recent studies have demonstrated that probiotic bacteria have beneficial effects in these diseases by effectively improving the intestinal barrier function. Fantastic. Oh, my God. It can't be that easy. You mean you're changing your diet, you're reducing your stress level, you're rebuilding your gut flora. Yeah, that's true. It goes away. And then look at antioxidant-rich foods. And I'm talking these things that protect free radicals. And the thing, when, when you have damaged tissue, um, your body creates inflammation. And in fact, any time you damage tissue, the inflammatory sp- process kicks in and inflammation is how the body heals. So, but the problem with inflammation is it can create free radicals, which can damage healthy tissue. So, so to protect your body, you need antioxidants. And this is going to be in whole fruits, vegetables, plants, juicing, blending, like goji berries, wild blueberries. Um, uh, you're talking um, dark chocolate, pecans, artichokes, elderberries, blackberries. <clears throat> Kidney beans have antioxidant-rich foods. I mean, just, just knowing that this is that easy and simple. Glutathione is one of the master antioxidants. It's one of the major detoxification ones. And you get this from whey protein, raw dairy, sulfur-rich compounds like garlic, onions, Broccoli, kale, cabbage, cauliflower. Now, broccoli, all these cruciferous vegetables, you want to saute, don't juice. Now, and loaded with glutathione, and this is going to help heal the body. This is why they call cruciferous vegetables anti-cancer. Now, you can eat healthy grains. Healthy grains would be sprouted grains, sourdough, because the bacteria that sour 
flavor is the bacteria breaking down some of the gluten proteins. Um, rice, buckwheat, oats, quinoa, amaranth. Okay, sprouting the grains helps actually improve the nutrient bioavailability and reduces the presence of gluten and makes it more digestible. Just think of back when they were harvesting the uh, the you know four and a half to six foot tall wheat plants and they'd tie them up in a bundle and let it ferment in the fields. That fermentation um, is literally part of breaking down some of the proteins. And this is why ancient grains, even the harvesting was so good. Um, so what can we do to heal our world? Number one, clean up the food system. Now, and this means healthy farming practices, not the insanity what they're doing in Denmark where they're closing these practices. Okay, it's literally we have to, um, we've been growing wheat for thousands and thousands of years. We've got to get away from chemical-based farming. The problem is it's going to take a few years to do that. Now, um, you're going to hear a lot about farming practices on how nitrogen levels, how they got to reduce the nitrogen. Well, this is the nitrogen-based fertilizers. They literally use natural gas in order to produce the nitrogen-based fertilizers. So with the fertilizer shortage going around the world, and this is one of the, the scary things because in Thailand, 92% of their fertilizers are imported. And rice draws nitrogen out of the soil like a friggin' magnet. So you've got to replace that. And if there's no nitrogen-based fertilizers or there's, somebody is shutting off the natural gas supply so you can't produce the nitrogen-based fertilizers, um, there's going to be um, food shortages. So look at healthy farming practices. Support your local farmer. Healthy soil is huge. We have to eliminate the concentrated animal feeding operations. Monocrop is a recipe for disaster. So, and listen to the farmers. The farmers who live on the land uh, know how to run the land a hell of a lot better than bureaucrats. So we have to get the animal feces. We have to ferment that and put it on the soil and get back to organic and good farming practices. But that takes, you know, you're talking five to ten years to translate out of the monocrop chemical fertilizer. And then, so there's five steps to clean up America. Number one, clean up the food system, clean up the health care, clean up the environment, clean up the politics and clean up the infrastructure. So cleaning up the food system, we know how to do that. No more monocrops, no more genetically modified. Have the farms take care of their soil and grow healthy food. Clean up health care. This means freedom to choose your own medical procedures. If you want to get vitamins, great, it's up to you. If you want to get vaccines, great, it's up to you. But you've got to have have um, education on that. We have to clean up the medical education so the pharmaceutical industry needs to be responsible for its own products and you have to get independent research for all medications and all vaccines. Just like the FAA, you're not going to have Boeing inspectors looking at Boeing planes and wondering when Boeing planes crash. No, you need an independent investigation. 
environment. We've got to break away from their forget the global warming. That's that's all malarkey. But we are destroying our soil, okay, by not building the soil. So um, we can break away from um, the horrible farming practices that we have into more sustainable agriculture, but you need animals in order to have sustainable agriculture. Politics. Um, We have to take charge of the politics. This has been run by uh, big pharma and big industry. It's time to take back our governments. Okay, and we're talking balanced budgets, affordable campaign, uh, defense, military. We're not going to allow unelected officials like Fauci or the CDC or the NIH or the Homeland Security that have no um, regulatory um, agency watching them. Okay, they have no authority to run our lives, and they they frankly have done a really crappy damage or uh, job at doing that. So. We're going to take back our politics, take back our environment, and we're going to invest in the infrastructure. Um, we're coming up to some hard times, and now is the time to build the infrastructure and take care of ourselves. You take care of ourselves, take care of each other, um, prepare for some dark winters coming up, um, but we'll be making it through this, and we're going to come out on the end healthier, happier, in better harmony with the world. This is Dr. John Bergman, your voice of reason. God bless you, and it's super easy to heal inflammatory bowel disorders. Know that your body is designed to heal. Health is your natural state. God bless you, and I love you.